How can you clone yourself so you don't have to do everything in your business? Welcome to the Healthpreneur Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's going on? Uriel Kane here, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health professionals get clients and scale their businesses online. And I have, I don't know, I've had half a dozen conversations this week about this very topic, i.e., how do I train my coaches to better train my clients with their sales ability? Or how do I replicate myself so I don't have to do all my sales calls? Or how do I replicate myself so I don't have to do all the, the coaching and delivery on the back end because I'm going to burn out? Etc. 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 How do I find someone who can write ad copy for me so that I'm not the only linchpin in the company who can share my messaging? Okay, so those are like four examples of questions that have come across my path this week. And the the thing is the answer is the same in every situation. So the the beautiful thing about business is that business is a collection of systems that produces a profit for the owner in the service of other people. So that's my definition of a business. A business is not you doing the work. That's a job. So the thing is, in your business, you could have jobs. So for instance, like right now, as I mentioned before, I've recently taken over our ad account, which means I'm running all of the ads myself. And it's, it's, it's actually pretty enjoyable, but it's a job. And I haven't done that job for the past four and a half years because it's always been delegated or outsourced. But unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out as well as, well, I mean, it worked out obviously for four and a half years, but recently, you know, it just wasn't working out as well. So I took ownership of it and that is not, so here's the thing is if I'm, you know, pruning our ads and managing our ads on a daily basis and, um, because we spend a lot of money on a daily basis, there are certain things that have to get done every day, otherwise we're gonna waste a lot of money. If I'm not at my computer at certain times of the day, uh, that stuff doesn't get done. That's not a business, okay? So that's not something that I can sustain nor do I wanna sustain forever, which is why there are certain aspects of the business that you'll always want to step away from. Because if you can't step away from them, you never have freedom. And I think entrepreneurs, We all want freedom, freedom of time, freedom of location, freedom of money, freedom of relationships, pretty much to do what we want, when we want, where we want, with whom we want, right? So you have to understand that within a business, there are aspects of your business that might still be a job, right? So like when you're starting off, your job might be running your own ads, writing your own ads, doing your sales calls, coaching your clients. Those are all jobs to be done in the business, So if you think of each of those jobs as a potential hire eventually, you want to think of, all right, so how do I get someone to do what I do, hopefully better, but maybe not, you know, just, you know, 80% is good so that I never have to do it again because that's ultimate freedom. And I'll tell you in the, in, in the, the world of coaching and the world of like service, the two levers that are going to give you the most amount of freedom are going to be sales and delivery. So if you are a practitioner or coach who spends all of your time, sorry, if you're the only one who is able to coach your clients, then all of your time, all of your coaching, all of their 
receiving of the value comes from your time. That is very, that's a very slippery slope. And that's why so many coaches and practitioners in general are burnt out because the model is go to the clinic, get an adjustment. It's time, right? Let's say you're the chiropractor doing the adjusting. It's your time. So if you, what I'm sharing with you here is like, you can, you can just replicate this if it's brick and mortar or replicate this if it's online. So here's, here's the feedback is if you're looking to train a coach and doing what you want to do, and I'll share some of my stuff, um, you know, how I kind of moved out of doing everything myself. There's three things you have to really understand. Number one, there needs to be training. There needs to be a curriculum that any new person coming into this role is going to follow. So there needs to be curriculum. There needs to be a playbook, an SOP, standard operating procedure, somewhere along those lines, unless you're hiring someone who's crushed it already in this area, who they're going to come in and tell you how to do things. But most of us, most of you guys watching this are probably not at that point. So you're going to be bringing in someone who might be, you know, at the same level, maybe a little bit junior to you in terms of their expertise relative to what you've been able to master. So let's talk about the coaching delivery side. You are the expert. You're the technician. You know your crafts better than anyone else. So now you're going to bring someone in and support you on that where a lot of health professionals run into a roadblock is they don't think anyone else can do what they do as well as they can. And that's a great story to hold on to if you never want to have any freedom. So you have to be okay with separating yourself from that story and say, okay, maybe that's true, but what if it weren't? What what would I have to do to train up, cultivate, coach whoever comes into this role to the level where they could be almost as good as me? Now, obviously, in the world of health, like you, you can't just have some dude off the street, right? You have to have someone who has a health background, et cetera. But maybe you have a certain methodology of which in, in which you do things. You can train someone on that methodology. Like we have a methodology for how we coach, for how we do our stuff. You know, and, and all of our coaches follow that methodology. And then obviously there's parameters where they can kind of use their own genius, but there's kind of constraints. Um, because if there are no constraints, here's what happens. We ran into an issue with a client where some stuff was said, a recommendation was said from one of our clients, sorry, from one of our coaches, which was no longer valid. Like it, it, it got one of our clients into hot water with Facebook. His ad account got shut down. And guys, like less than 1% of our clients have Facebook ad account shutdowns. And when they do, they're back up and running within a few days. This is one of those exceptions where it really did not happen. And the challenge was that it affected his brick and mortar business because he was running ads previously to his brick and mortar. And what happened here was one of our coaches had made a recommendation. It got his ad account shut down. He wanted a full refund. We don't do refunds. And I didn't know the full context of the situation. Then it came to me that this particular thing was said. And I was like, okay, well, in that case, it's our fault. Like it is our fault that his account got shut down and therefore here's a refund because this is why it's so important to have quality control. This is why it's so important to have feedback and coaching, which is what I'm going to get into next, because if people who come into your business as coaches, as an example, and just start saying whatever they want, all of a sudden, like there's no quality control. There's no consistency of results. It's like going to Starbucks in in Europe and getting something completely different than you would get if you were at home in North America. 
That's that's what pe- people love consistency. That's why we go to Starbucks. Or I don't go. I mean, that's why a lot of people go to Starbucks no matter where they are because they know exactly what they're getting. So how do we create this type of consistency? Number one is you have to have training. You have to take the time to create training just like you would with your clients for your team members. Okay, so let's just talk about the delivery side. So if you bring on a health coach or any other kind of coaches to support your clients, you need to train them on exactly how you do your coaching, how you do your delivery, how you help people get results, okay? They need to live and breathe that. Second is you have to coach them, which means you have to observe their client calls. You have to give them, which is the third piece, feedback, which is kind of tied in with coaching. So you need to observe what they're doing. You have to look at how they're responding to people in the Facebook group. If you have one where they're answering questions, you have to listen to their calls. You have to pop into their Zoom calls. If they're doing group calls, you just kind of sit and observe and you take notes or you watch the recordings and you provide feedback. Because you like what a lot of people want to do, and this is not just in this, this is in everything. I call this the disaster of delegation or the danger of delegation is we hire someone, here's what I want you to do, I never want to do it again, I'm out of here. And then there's no quality control. And I alluded to this the other day when I was talking about the founder of the movie, where Ray Kroc, a couple of the first franchises um, that he you know sold for McDonald's were disaster, like garbage all over the ground, they were selling like fried chicken and stuff, had nothing to do with McDonald's. And that's because the people running the show had no coaching, had no feedback, they were not following the SOP. And this is very, very important if you want to clone yourself, okay? Or clone any aspect or job in the business that needs to get done by someone else. So it's not enough to say, here's the SOP, go do it. It's here's the SOP, so the the standard operating procedure of how you do what you do. Do it. I'm going to observe you doing it and provide feedback. Think of what athletes go through. It's the same thing, right? Like, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. You've got a coach on the field. I'll use the example of soccer because that was my life. So you do this stuff. Coach gives you feedback. Cool. You adjust. Boom. You watch some game tape. You get better. And it's just like this nonstop, nonstop loop. The biggest danger you're going to fall into in business, and this is going to happen with coaches. This is going to happen with sales reps, especially in these two positions that are client facing. You have to have this dialed in is when you leave people to do their own thing without any checks and balances. Sales reps say whatever they want. They have they don't follow the script. They're making promises that are not even valid. All sorts of nonsense, okay? Here's another example how this can bite you in the ass. We had, we have two negative reviews. Uh, I didn't even realize like there's Facebook reviews, apparently. Um, so we have a bunch of reviews uh, about Healthpreneur. And two of them are negative. But these two negative reviews are not even from clients. They're from people who had uh, an initial conversation with one of our sales reps. That sales rep is no longer with us. Uh, not because of these reviews, but obviously, you know, in hindsight, it was obviously expected based on that. So this particular individual didn't follow our process, didn't do his own reviews, didn't, was, there's was no accountability. And that's our fault for not making sure that that was nipped in the butt right away. So what happens is two people have negative experiences and they leave a nasty review on our Facebook page. Now those reviews, you can't ever delete. They're there forever. 
And that's really unfortunate, right? Because we actually had someone interested in working with us uh, just last week. And then they said, you know what? I saw some bad reviews online and I'm, not, I'm no longer interested. I'm like, dude, I don't even know where you're finding bad reviews because, I mean, I've seen all the reviews and from what I can find, right? If you're, if you're typing in Uriel came scam or whatever, um, just there's, you know, there's hundreds of positive reviews on video, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But this is what can happen, right? So I'm sharing kind of two specific experiences here when you let things slip through the cracks. And so you might say to yourself, well, I don't want to get into micromanaging people. Well, you kind of have to a little bit. There's, there, there's a spectrum of how you coach and train and, and lead people. But when you bring people in right away, like when you bring someone on to do any kind of coaching assistance or sales, you have to be on top of them like white on rice. You have to, like, it's almost like if someone were cleaning the counter, you'd be like, you missed a spot. It has to be done this way instead of this way. And it feels ridiculous. It feels like that overbearing parent that's just like too much. But you have to do that temporarily, guys. Because even, and this has even happened with us at the highest possible level. This is the reason we left the agency we're working with on the ad front is I thought these guys are amazing, right? They're working with these people and these people and they, you know, they help companies go from here to there. So I'm like, cool. They know how to do their stuff, right? Which what amazing people obviously bring to the table. And I, and I, and I gave them a good amount of leeway. I said, just make sure we hit the KPIs. And then I was like, all right, well, it's not, not happening. You know, maybe they need some time to get up to speed. You know, a month later, we have our worst month. I'm like, WTF. In retrospect, what should have happened is I should have treated them like I treat a junior level team member is every single day, I need you to show me what's getting done. We're going to provide feedback. I want to show me what's happening. Show me the process. Give me transparency and visibility about what it is you're doing. And listen, like, I don't like doing this stuff more than anyone else. Like I am very task oriented. I'm not people oriented. I don't like managing people. I don't like dealing with all this shit, but you have to have a phase where you have this immersion of training, coaching feedback to ramp someone up to the point where you don't have to do that anymore. Now, you're still going to have checks and balances in place over time, right? Maybe it's once a week, you have a one-on-one. There's obviously going to be metrics and numbers that they're reporting, so they're you know accountable to that stuff. But if you do not have this rapid on-ramp immersion, like full-on coaching feedback daily for the first, I'd say, anywhere from one to, you know, one week to, to maybe up to a month, depending on the person's expertise or level of experience, you're going to run into some major issues. And I see this happen on the sales front. It's happened to me. Obviously, it's happened to you, like every friggin' person on the planet, um, especially in sales, especially in coaching, especially client-facing roles. So when you're looking at cloning yourself, right, cloning a job that needs to get done is number one, you have to clarify exactly what the process is, right? So if you have a sales script, here's the script, right? Go through it. And if you have like, for instance, for us, our whole team on the sales side has access to the same training that our clients do, Sales Mastery Academy. It's a whole portal that I've created and we train and we review and our client, our, our clients and our, our team go through that every single day because they have to constantly be training up every single day. On top of that, there's role plays, there's call reviews, you know, our sales director is obviously overseeing all that stuff. 
And it sounds like a big operation, and it kind of is to some degree, but I'll tell you this. What's an even bigger operation is doing everything yourself until you can't do anything anymore. And that's not worth it. The way I look at this is every minute I invest with my team is buying me 10 minutes back in the future or 10 hours back in the future. I am okay spending time up front with the right people who are willing to learn, who are proactive, who are reaching out for help, who are showing progress because I know that that individual is going to produce results independent of my involvement. So that, for instance, going back to the ad account, instead of me being in the ad account every day doing stuff, I can be off the grid for a month and I know that these specific parameters are being met because of how this person has been cultivated with coaching, feedback, training, etc. But you can't expect someone to come in and this is going to go you know, very important as well through messaging. If you want people to write your stuff, like your ads, your emails, your social posts, don't expect that to happen in the first couple of weeks. That is a, again, they have to study your stuff. They have to watch your videos if you do video. They need to live in your head. How do you do that? Again, there's a whole process around that, right? It's like, you know, we've hired many writers over the years, some better than others, but you know, it's it's not easy to get other people to write what you have up here, but you can do it. You just have to be mindful of how that looks. And the most important thing is, like with everything, there needs to be training, there needs to be coaching, there needs to be feedback. If you don't provide any of those or just one of those, you're not going to get the best results. All right. So anyways, I hope that's helpful. Um, again, just my thoughts on how to clone yourself in, in any aspect of your business. Um, and remember that people will be your, your number one problem. They will also be your biggest assets. If you want freedom in your life, you have to have systems and you have to have the right people in place. And if you have, once you have those two dialed in, you know, you'll create everything you want in life and in your business. All right, guys, if you've enjoyed this, you know what to do. Subscribe to the channel, give it a thumbs up. And remember to just keep watching my other videos. There's tons of stuff here. Just enjoy them and um, look forward to seeing you soon. Ciao. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search healthpreneur and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.